folks, welcome into a brand new episode of Bullet Points. I'm your host, Ty B, and today I'll be joined by Kevin Masari, Mike Bunt, and Joseph Kanzi Jr. The Bulls football team is coming off a huge victory, 42-17 over Bowling Green, and they'll face their toughest task of the season against 3-0 Kent State Saturday at noon. They'll be hosting them at UB Stadium. No fans will be in a attendance which is quite unfortunate but we'll still have bulls football before we get into breaking this down though a shout out to our sponsor pause electric give them a call 716-698-2711 today pause electric can help with any commercial or residential electrical job doesn't matter what it is and guys we're getting into the winter the snow is going to be here and you know what happens you might need a backup generator so if you need one installed Make sure you give Pazda a call, 716-698-2711. Let them know Trainwreck Sports sent you. Kev, we got to get it started off here. This is a huge, huge game for the Bulls. This will likely you know, provide the winner out of the MAC East, and we'll, we'll see if the Bulls can possibly you know, preemptively punch a ticket to Detroit on Saturday. Yeah, and I mean, I've called it, I know I've called it internally, the game that will decide the MAC East. Um, it isn't literally, uh, they, one of them could lose out and the other could win out, um, but let's call it what it is. This is the game. Um, tiebreakers are just going to be head-to-head, so it's a game and a half, guys. I mean, it's a big game. Uh, and the thing you got to watch out for is Kent's, you know, Kent is number one in the nation in offense. Um, it's not a little thing. I know, I don't, I, I, one game is one thing to beat at after one game. It's still three max schools, guys. It's not like they beat three FCS schools. Um, they're, they're, they're legitimate. And I think I called for it in the beginning of the year to watch out for Dustin Crum, watch out for Kent State, because I think they are the best team in the MAC. That's not UB. Um, I don't even think that there's a MAC West team that I like as much as uh, Kent State at this point. I'd have to look a little bit more into it. I'm not a huge Western guy, um, but I'll have to go back and watch a little bit more of them. I watched one of their games, and they looked awful. They won on a fake um, a fake spike yep. on it with the receiver wide open. And that's going to probably get them to the title game against UB or Kent. Uh, this is a big game. So, I mean, Dustin Crum is a legitimate NFL prospect. He's talked about in day three. Um, so, you know, that's scary. Number two rushing offense in the country. Uh, it's, it's not your typical Kent football team where you're like, well, guys, this, you know, we should win this. They lost last year. It's a big game. Uh, it's a big game anyway. You cut it 52.7 points for, <laughs> I mean, I don't, one game is impressive, but to do that three games, I know it was against BG Akron and EMU, um, but that's still impressive, right? Oh, absolutely. And talking about an impressive performance, the Patterson brothers earning Mac offensive and defensive players of the week. Mike, what did you think of their performance? They were unbelievable. And you knew Jarrett Patterson was going to go off. And uh, going into that game, I was wondering if he was going to be able to get close to what he did last year and to surpass it in total yardage was just unbelievable. Uh, 300 plus yards on the ground, four touchdowns, uh, couldn't match the touchdown total from last year, but he's something else. And going into the last, the last drive, knowing he needed uh, a long run to surpass it and then getting that, uh, he's just something else. And then uh, his brother on the defensive side of the ball doesn't get enough love, but he's honestly one of the best defensive players in the Mac. And people often forget he's the reason why Jarrett Patterson is even at UB because he, he wanted to play with his brother in college. Obviously um, uh, James was more highly recruited, but uh, 
two players that are sensational and uh, UB is lucky to have both of them. And uh, only question now with Jarrett Patterson getting uh, that 300 yard performance, does he have an outside chance of getting a thousand yards depending on how many games he can actually play for UB this season? I said that there's an outside chance. Kanzi, do you think Jared Patterson can keep this up? He's at 170 yards per game right now. I think if he continued that, he would end up – didn't check the total yards this season, but it would get him close to 37, 3,800 total yards for his career, Um, not too far off of where he needs to get to catch Bo. What do you think Jared's got left on these legs this season? I mean, I I think with a shortened season, he's got a heck of a lot, you know – left in the tank here. I think what it comes down to is opportunity. Um, You know, we talked about it last, uh, last episode, you know, there's so many running backs in this backfield that if they go up by 10, 15, 17, 21, whatever they're going up by, you've got uh, Marks jr. And you've got cook who I got to be honest with you. He only ran a little bit, but I, I, I like what I see Kev. I went back and I watched a lot of film on him. Oh my gosh. Like the kid is going to be a stud, you know, once he's given the opportunity, but um, you know, the question here is he, he has a lot left in the tank, but I think it all comes down to opportunity. You know, what's available. Um, I mean, he carried the ball 31 times for 301 yards and four touchdowns. I mean, that's, that's impressive, but is he going to get that every game? Maybe not. Um, so we'll see. Um Marks has 231 yards rushing and a score and 37 carries combined. So, you know, the two are averaging better than 247 yards per game. So, I mean, I guess it all comes down to what, what Lance's game plan is against each team. But, um, you know, to, to answer your question, yeah, I think there's a lot left on those legs and there's only seven games. So, you know, yeah. And Ron, Ron Cook was Ron Cook surprised me because they didn't play him. I mean, I was talking about him pregame. I was like, they're going to go up big. And then there's yep. Patterson still in the game. Um, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's a shortened season. They're not mm-hmm. quite as worried about him taking those hits, but you're right. I mean, Ron, at some point, you know, Ron Cook could become a factor and it might be as soon as next season when Patterson becomes a top 60 draft pick. Absolutely. Want to add one thing too. short season. You got to believe that life pulled is, trying to give Patterson every opportunity to showcase himself. Obviously Patterson wants to make it to the NFL. And I I know a coach won't say to the media that we're showcasing this guy to help his case, but that's how you get players to come to your school. You, you get players to come to your school by telling your recruits, we'll give you the opportunity to possibly play at the next level. And there's not many Mac schools that can say that, but UB has built up a little bit of tradition at running back with uh, Starks and then Brandon Oliver and even guys like Anthony Taylor going off. So UB has turned into a running back uh, school. And I, I really think this might be a way of trying to showcase him to, to help his draft stock going forward. Sure. No, absolutely. But that's enough of BG. No one wants to talk about BG. They're terrible. <laughs> um, let, let's move on a little bit here now into this matchup with Kent state. The defense is still banged up right now. Kev, you're looking at Roy Baker, Isaiah King, starting cornerbacks, and behind them, Shamar Hayes, who's a walk-on his fourth year with the program, and safety Logic Hudgens is the other uh, corner there at the two deep. Yep. And same thing at the defensive line. You still got Eddie Wilson there, which is great, but George Wolo, freshman, has had true freshman's had to step in as the other starter right now. He's got 10 tackles, a sack, um, forced a fumble two. So he's been, you know, good in his, his little bit of time out there. The same with Don Polizzi, shout out Brockport. Um, so some guys Corey are stepping Gross, up. Baby. That Corey too. Um, but 
yeah, some of these guys are stepping up, but can they continue to step up in a much more difficult game? Yeah, it's this is a challenge, right? Number one offense in the country. Mac three Mac schools, three pretty poor Mac schools. Get it? It's still not FCS programs. They still they still put people on the other side of the field. Um, it's going to be a challenge. I mean, this that you saw them struggle at times against BG. Uh, there there were times that I was a little nervous. Um, the offense is dominant though, obviously. But defensively, to your question, um, it's a challenge. Really good running football team. Mm-hmm. Really good quarterback without a pre-Washington for the year. Um, I think that just came out today. I believe that he won't be won't be more than up. likely. Neither, neither will Riggins. Um, so two huge pieces that we wanted to see at least this game. The you know didn't necessarily need him in the first three weeks, um, and probably later in the season, the conference championship game and or bowl game um if that goes your way um but it's 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 worrisome the running defense the rush defense is going to worry me um the one thing that's not going to worry me is malcolm coons getting after it you gotta have a big game i have him at about the 100th ranked prospect in the nfl right now nfl draft right now um so i do believe he was someone we we designated as a day three pick um as i told um as i told ale on one of his uh, train wreck tonight's with uh, coach leipold uh, but now you're, he's looking at, a, I think he's boosting himself toward that fringe day two, early day three number. He's got to get after Crumb. He's got to stay composed. He's got to have gap integrity. He's a big player to lean on. Him and Patterson need to have big games um, or, you know, it's going to be a very high scoring affair and they don't want to be on the wrong end of not being able to stop that offense. Yeah, we got to talk a little bit about Coons because his moves are absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, he, looks he was using the little hump and dump too in the rushing game. Uh, I, like to be able to possess that the speed rushes um, being able to cut to the inside, getting off blocks. He's been so great this year and it's not just in the pass rush. He's, he's just been all over the place wreaking havoc and to be getting that exposure. All these games have been on national television thus far and Saturday yep. will be again on CBS sports network. So it's another, another chance for him to showcase himself. Mike, what do you think? Because this is, this is amazing for a guy like that. We've seen UBs created some defensive ends that have, you know, gone into the NFL. Can they have another one here with Coons that can have some real success? Absolutely. And I want to give all the credit to John Fuller for, uh, talking him up before he ever really made a big name for himself. Obviously uh, he had a little bit of a name heading into last season, but really uh, shined uh, last year overall. And I remember talking to John Fuller and uh, fall camp and I, I brought this up in a previous bullet points. Fuller told me this guy is going to go off. He's going to be something else. And uh, I, I remember talking to Coons about it and he, he was humble as can be. He was telling telling me I'm not the guy you should be paying attention to. You should pay attention to Taylor Riggins. He's the guy that's uh, the big name, the reputation. And I, I remember saying straight back, well, I'm hearing otherwise. I'm hearing uh, that you've been letting up in practice. And he really has been probably the best player on this defense going back to the beginning of last season. He is, he can do it in a lot of ways. And I think his speed and his moves off the line really make him uh, an unstoppable force at times. And you, you're even seeing a lot of, NFL draft um, scouts, the people that are all over Twitter, really starting to talk him up. Uh, obviously, the, going to the Senior Bowl is going to be a great opportunity for him to really get the the spotlight. And it, it stinks that we don't have Riggins out there too, but uh, 
this is a guy that, like I've said, he has an NFL future. He is going to be on an NFL team. It's just where is he going to get drafted and uh, how much of an opportunity does he get right off the bat or is he going to have to wait a couple of years to, to finally get that time on the field? Yeah, I think he yeah, could six, end up six, going three, somewhere, somewhere around where Max Crosby went, maybe even a little earlier. I remember see, I was standing next to the Raider scout at that EMU Bills ga- or Bulls game. And, you know, he was watching the, he was watching both sides. But when he was on the UP side, I'd watch him, you know, peeking right back over the EMU side. I think he was paying a lot more attention to him. And you saw why. And he's been doing a great job for the Raiders. The Mac produces some good pass rushers. But looking at both these teams, they're very good at keeping their quarterbacks upright. I believe Kent's only allowed four or five sacks all season. UB has not allowed one. Seven straight games dating back to last year without allowing a sack. Let's look at this matchup now a little bit for the UB offense because I think they'll have a big opportunity to take some shots against the, against this Kent team who's been giving up a good amount of points, Conzie. Yeah, I, I think I, I felt, I don't know, watching that, I hate to bring it up again, but watching that Bowling Green game was kind of just disappointing for me. It wasn't Van Treese's fault by any means. Okay, it was just, all he had to do was manage the game, and that was pretty much it. But it was just disappointing because I wanted to see Vantree sling it more. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the stats from that game, and, you know, it's it's 7 to 12 for 74 yards. Fine. I'm not mad at him, but it's like I wanted to see him throw a little bit more. So what I'm hoping to see is just a complete shootout. I, I want UB to contain, but I'd love to see a shootout. It'd be incredible to see, you know, Crum versus Vantree's to see what we have and KVT and also to see, you know, you know, we talk about crumb being good, but is he the real deal? I want to see it. Um, you know, Kent put up 62 this season on a team. They put up 69 last week. Sorry. 69 last week. Nice. Uh, UB their highest they've put up is, uh, you know, what? 45, 49 yep. against NIU. Yeah, 49. So I, I want to see these offenses just go, just go back and forth. And it, it should be an exciting Mac matchup. Uh, Kevin got me fired up with this being the game of the, the game of the freaking year in the Mac. And I'm excited for it. Um, but like I said, I want to see Van Trees come out, you know, get a feel for the game right off the bat, get the offense going early. And um, I want to see none blow the top off this defense. Do we really know what kind of defense Kent State really has? No, I want to see them up against none. I want to see none blow the top off this defense. And, and uh, you know, hopefully it's, it's, it's a high-scoring affair. I would love to see that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You saw them give up a ton of points last week to the school down the road who lost the wagon wheel, unfortunately. But I I think what Lance was doing last week might have been a little bit of posturing there, Kev. I don't think he wants to show him what this offense can really do in that passing game. You saw him open it up against Miami because I think, you know, they thought that was going to be a bigger game. They got ahead early and they just <laughs> they kept doing it and they were able to break the top off. A bunch of huge scoring drives for them coming out in that second half. But I think Lance knew they were going to candidly win this one. And they just kept turning around, handing the ball off, going to their bread and butter rather than opening things up. Yeah. I mean, it's obvious that even early on, you could tell they were a little out of sync, um, you know, and the drives took a little longer. They weren't, you know, hitting home on a, on a few, on a few plays. Um, yeah. I mean, I think you're right. They weren't going into their playbook. I, I think that they knew that if they couldn't be beat, <laughs> uh, beat BG, um, <laughs> it didn't matter what they did against Ken or <laughs> anything else. So yeah. 
Yeah, fully, fully right. Like they, they clearly kept some stuff. And I, I saw at times that they were running very simple draws, very simple, um, you know, running back powers, very simple play calls, weren't really doing much in the receivers. So yeah, they were definitely hiding something. If you want to use the word quote unquote hide, uh, but they were definitely playing preseason football. It was obvious to me. Yeah. Uh, I was, you know, I was frustrated a little bit and then I was like, you know what, They're, you know, that might, this might be preseason football. So I'm not going to get too upset unless Bowling Green really, um, you know, starts to make a thing of it. But 10, 10 in the first quarter was a little bit unnerving. Um, you know, obviously we all know what they went on and to do, but yeah, I mean, they fully were hiding things. I don't think there's any reason to bring out Vantrese in this one. Um, you know, just going to hand it off to our best player and say, good luck. And they did their best two running backs and said, we'll do our thing. You know, well, well, you're the number one offense. Yeah, great. Good for you. You know, we're not far behind you in top 10 as well. So, uh, and we play a little bit better at defense, or especially if we had our full strength defense. Yeah. Um, but they play, the UB plays a little bit better defense um, than, than Kent does. I mean, I think they're going to have a, it's going to be an offensive game. So, you need, you're going to need to score. You're going to need to get throw the ball. You're going to need to throw the ball at times. They're going to sell out against the run. It's obvious if you're in a heated game against UB, if you, you, I, it's pretty simple stack the box and say beat me like and maybe and UB probably has an opportunity to beat them but don't let Patterson beat you you have to do anything you can to stop him you got to keep him under 100 yards and hope for the best if Kent doesn't do that it's going to be a long day and they're going to run the ball but I, I figure you're going to see a lot of good defensive run fits um stopping that run guys um you know will they successfully do it I don't know I don't think Kent has the defense too um but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. And I don't think any other team plays a factor with that Miami and Ohio game getting canceled. Um, I don't think they have enough wins to catch a 4-0 squad on uh, this one. And so, I mean, I think this is the game. This is the game definitely of the Mac East. I think it's a game of the season. We'll see what Western ends up being. But they right now they have the tiebreaker of the two teams below them. It's going to be Western versus Buffalo or Kent. Yeah. So this Kent State defense is giving up 5.6 yards per Ooh. play. And two of those games are Akron and Bowling Green, who are possibly two of the worst Division One football teams around. Um, I, I think, you know, if they went up against a Power 5 school this year, those teams could have given up triple digits. Um, so I'm not, you know, I'm not real worried about what Kent's going to do on defense. It's just, can you stop Kremenoff? I think that's going to be the key to this game. Um, that's going to be my key to the game. We'll go to each of you, Kev, Mike, Kanzi, give me one key. Don't steal mine. I know is the most obvious one. <laughs> I'll go along your lines, but I'll say the DBs need to show up. They struggled last week against BG. I think you need good DB play. You went through the, the two deep um, just a little while ago. Those guys need to show up. I think it's a tough day if they weren't. There were times that BG could do whatever they wanted throwing the ball. I don't want if they had a little better of a quarterback. That was an issue. There were receivers open all over the place. We saw receivers open all over the place against Miami. A lot of drops in there changed that game a little bit. Obviously, you'd be still a better team than all, all three of the team they've played. But DBs need to show up. A pre-Washington being gone. Keys to the game. Jam your receiver. Stop playing soft zones. You're not good enough. You're not a good cover two team. Jam your receivers. Play man up coverage. Play man free with a free safety behind them. And go to town. Um, stop playing soft zones. You're getting crushed in it. So DBs show up, do your thing. Absolutely. Mike, what you got? So Kev kind of stole what I was going to say. I, I like his, uh, <laughs> his take with the DBs and everything like that. So just to keep it different, I'll just say continue to pound the rock. I know Kanzi thinks this is a game that Vantrese needs to open it up. I don't agree. I don't see the reason. I don't see reason for UB to change their style of play to the opponent that they're playing in the Mac. They are better talent wise than everybody that they're facing. 
I want them to do what they stick to their bread and butter. And I want them to pound Kent and wish that they never faced UB. I don't think throwing it really is necessary. Last year, UB ran it 51 times for 245 yards and two touchdowns against Kent. They only threw it 22 times. Vantrese was 9 of 22 for 134 yards. We're still seeing some of that. Vantrese is a little bit better than last year, but the bread and butter is pound the rock. UB would have won this game last year if it wasn't for a special teams meltdown and the defensive breakdowns and in the second 24 half. points in the fourth quarter yeah. was that that's what it was right yeah. wow. the game was 24 to 6 entering the fourth quarter so i'm not even convinced maybe i'm going to be way off vegas says it's going to be high scoring everybody's saying high scoring but you know what both of these teams ub and kent their opponents have been god awful this year both teams have played bowling green kent has played Akron and Eastern Michigan. Kent's opponents are combined 0-9. They've beaten up <laughs> on the trash of the MAC. Mm-hmm. UB, the only difference is that they played Miami, which is considered a contender in the MAC East. But UB's opponents, I think, are combined 1-7. So if you're playing 1-7 and 0-9, and, and you're talking about the bottom teams in the MAC, of course both teams are scoring at will. There's They're playing nobody. This game, I think, is going to be – Lower scoring than what we all expect. I think everybody's going into this game expecting something like 49 to 45 or something like that. I think this is going to be more of those 30 to 27 type Mac games, but I'd say pound the rock, stick to your identity. And obviously everything that Kev said earlier, I agree with as well. (laughs) Kanzi, your key. All right. So I think one thing I want to touch on too, is, you know, we we can't forget about, you know, Marquise Marquez Cooper and uh, and Brian Bradford. I mean, these are some top. These are some good running backs. I mean, you know, we we they're good. They're they're averaging 299 yards on the ground. Uh, Cooper's you know leading the team with 241 and five touchdowns. Bradford's right behind with 199 yards. Um, so I mean, this uh, Bulls defensive line is going to have to stunt, penetrate, really get you know in and get their fits and 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 really fit in there and, and make those tackles. And you know, I've seen a couple times this season you know, a couple missed tackles that can't happen, you know, against, against a team like Kent state uh, that has, you know, has the ability to maybe break a game open if they wanted to. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to take the defensive line here. I, I think that's going to be my key here is just making sure that they can control the flow of the game and, and, you know, keep this Kent state team uh, grounded, um, you know, cause if, if you could, if you could shut down those, those running lanes, you know, might make the passing game a little bit uh, tense for crumb. You know, we know crumbs a great quarterback, um, I, you know, I think it can work as magic, but, uh, you know, I want that defensive line to really get after it and, uh, you know, kind of cool off these guys a little bit here. So, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll, we'll see what Koontz has and on they, his sleeve. They have a couple of great names to add to your running back names. They have Jay Sean Polk, um, <laughs> one of their receivers, great name. I'll, I'm still waiting for Tybee's all Mac names. I have it together. I just have to do the write up <laughs> with it. I got to do it. Jashan Jashan Polk has got to be close to the. Has got to be close. And Isaiah McCoy with a K. Nope, not um, on. Yeah, Jashan Polk is a strong entry though um, for it. <laughs> who who are, who's the all name? What is the all name team? I, I've given you so many good ones. I can't even. Wasn't recall. there one for BG Bowling Green? That was um, it was something really really good. I'll I'll yeah. pull it up in a second. We'll we'll just get into before we give our predictions, we'll just talk a little bit on the basketball news. The men's okay. game is going to be canceled. The women, it seems like they're going to be playing somebody else. Um so Kev, what do you what do you got going on with the men right now? 
I mean, they're just waiting, hoping to still play, guys. I mean, as you know, as they said they might put us in the red zone in Buffalo on Erie County. Um, you know, all we're hoping for is that continues. Bubble games, I believe they lost against Army last year. Need to get that right. That was the original get Kevin infuriated by the lack of, of energy game. Um, so can't have that happen this year. You need to come out swinging in that, in that Mohegan Sun, those two games, they're back-to-back. Two easy went up easy should be easy winnable opponents to get your season started off right i think those games will go on but we'll have to see what happens in erie county um with 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 school with games what happens here in december but they've got a schedule you know it's fairly decent for for it being the year that it is you know playing syracuse i mean west virginia these are games that they need to play guys are looking forward to this season i know i've talked to a few um they're just happy to get this thing in hopefully um, and they feel like they have the upper hand with a really good squad, um, at least top. They laugh at when they ranked seventh or whatever. They got ranked pre-ranking. Um, so, you know, they're, they're looking forward to proving people wrong this year as compared to last year coming off of you know, four MAC championships in five years. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it looks like they will be going to the Bubbleville at the Mohegan Sun this weekend. They're still anticipating that. Where they're going to take on Towson on Friday, 4.30 p.m., Army yep. on Saturday at 3. Um, two, two teams you should, you know, Towson might be a tougher matchup. They played them last year. They played both these teams last year. Um, Did they play Towson last year? I don't yeah, recall it. Yeah, early on. Yeah, in one of the yeah. tournaments. Close game down to the wire. <laughs> was it? Oh, that's years, right. Man. It's closer than it should have yeah, been. They almost, right. blew. they almost lost that game, too. That was another game. Uh, that they... Don't get me going. And the Army game, yeah, we don't want to talk about that one. Kevin. That was awful. Don't get me going on that game. Oh, my gosh. It was so bad. They played with yeah. so no, no energy at all. Um, ridiculous. Um, but I think they're going to get those things corrected, guys. Is there a third game, or is that it? Is there not going to be like just, a it's sometimes? Just two. It's two. Okay, sometimes they do that like weird championship mm-hmm. thing. No, it's just two. Yeah, just okay. two. it looks that way. Yeah, is that that's all going? Is it four teams or those three teams? Is there? I think it might anyone? just be. I don't know. I think they're, it might be. I know Bonnie because they had to cut a lot of teams, so I don't. Bonnie's really got know. caught because of a COVID yeah. case. Some other teams. So maybe that would have been the the, the quote unquote champion. I, I think there's always usually like a eight. And then, you know, you do your four and four winners of those play. That's usually how the tournaments go. It, it's it's well, Towson and Army West. This yeah. yeah. So I yeah, don't know. It's just, it's just three teams. Yeah. yeah the most yeah. Yeah. is having Cannon, a couple right? multi team tournaments this year. No. So they're just having a million different bubbles yep. going on at that location. So it's not what you typically gotcha. Yeah. Usually it's eight. And then, you know, you have some fake championship game for some fake prize yeah. trophy. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I know, I know Bonnie's was supposed to be in this as of a week ago and then they had a COVID kids. Um, so maybe that had something to do with it. So whatever, looking forward to these two games, look forward to seeing that team. They have a lot of talent. Um, you know, see if they all put it together. Uh, we'll see what they do with their new, you know, really only chance Robinson's their new, new, new player should be a good point guard off the, off the bench. We'll see if he gets a lot of playing time. And then I don't know, I haven't heard about waiver uh, for Bruton that was expected, I actually had a better case than I thought. I, I don't know if that's going to go up until game time or if that's already been a no, but a lot of players have been getting those waivers as long as you're academically eligible. So we'll see what happens with that thing. And I know that they're still thinking um, about Malik Zachary, their, their um, player that has been suspended of him potentially being a guy here to shoulder in that brawl. But I think they're leaning toward him getting off the charges um, and he's still tweeting like he's on the team. So we'll see what all that plays out during the season. Yep, absolutely. Don't want to speculate too much because we still don't know all the details on that. But hopefully a big performance from the men's basketball team this weekend. 
um, two two games they should win if they want to be good con- big major contenders here in the MAC this year. But let's get into our predictions. Kev, start it off for us. I don't, I don't hate what Mike was saying earlier with it maybe not being quite the offensive battle that everyone thinks um, with them. are They are playing some bad max schools. I think Miami's good. I think EMU's better than their record. Miami is pretty decent. They didn't have their quarterback. Uh, but I'm going to go with UB 37. I think there's going to be some weird scoring in this game. Mix extra points. You know how it happens to special teams last year. 37 points. And I like Kent State at 31. Okay. Mike, what do you got? I'll have UB 31-27. I think uh, UB is going to get the better of them. I think they'll get off to a nice start and then hold on. Uh, in the end, I think you're going to see 150-plus on the ground for Patterson. I think you're going to see close to 70-80 on the ground for Marks. It's going to be a lot of running the ball and forcing their will and then throwing another 160-170 in the air from Bantrese. Um I'll probably be way off, but that's that's how I see it playing out. And uh, UB taking firm control of the Mackies. So both you guys have UB not covering. I don't like hearing that. Kev has the over by a half, and you got the under. Where are you on this one, Kanzi? Call me crazy. Call me crazy. I got crazy. Oh, yep. Jeez, <laughs> uh, you know what? I got them – Oh, geez, Joe. Conzie, what is going on with you tonight? Um, give me UB 45 and uh, give me Kent State 31. Wow. Love it. Over and UB covering. I think this is a game where the Bulls prove that they are in the upper echelon of the Mac where nobody else can touch them. I think they're the better team. They're way more talented. They have more NFL talent on their roster. Yes, Dustin Crum looks nice, but I don't believe in his the rest of his weapons around him. That team has been untested, especially against any defenses that aren't playing with absolute pillows on their shoulders. So they need to be tested early and often. I think they're going to get pounded on the ground I think this UB team is going to play very physical early on and that's going to open things up for some big plays that we saw against Miami I think Lance and Kotelnicki and Zembrowski the rest of that offensive staff they're going to go deep in the bag this game and you know dial up some real big plays I think Trevor Wilson could have a big play or two in this game I think you might get maybe a big special team's punt return (laughs) i got a i got a weird feeling the bulls are going to score on special teams and kev for once we're going to be happy with the special teams we haven't missed an extra point yet this year balter's been phenomenal that that way we need some better punts out of finnegan to turn the field around that's going to be a thing to watch in this game if if the bulls stall out we got to hope it's not you know quick three and outs because they haven't gotten uh i don't think any punts over 40 yards yet if i'm not mistaken no that needs to change um but if we score every drive that won't matter i knew i should have been more confident in the bulls going into miami i was jokingly saying they were going to win by 100 they damn near did i love the bulls in this matchup saturday i think they're probably i think they're going over 40 on their own i think they're going to go 41 to 20 a big Bulls win and we're going right to Detroit. I don't even care about these last games. Who knows what's going on with Ohio? Sorry, Bunt, (laughs) but the Bulls are going to 
practice. <laughs> you know, it's gonna be a know, shootout. <laughs> Twenty. That's aggressive. <laughs> weird nugget. No field goal attempts for UB this year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's kind of a weird nugget. We'll see. I have them kicking one this game and missing an extra point. So. Um, thank God. Thank God for no field goals. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens with Ohio though. Are they playing Mike wrap us up? Are they, are they going? Yeah, your, your guess is as good as mine. I mean, there's still no they, word they, if they're playing their games. Mackies. We talk about nobody catching up. Well, what if other games get canceled? I mean, there's still a lot more that could, that could happen that we don't know about. So. Yep. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that'll wrap it up for bullet points. For myself, Ty B, Kevin Masari, Mike Bunt, Joe Conzi, make sure you support those Bulls. Make it possible. Go on and uh, hop on that UB fundraising campaign. Um, that'll go a long way for the athletics program going forward to be able to continue to help the student athletes at the University of Buffalo that we all support and care so much about. Let's hope they keep the winning going. Hopefully the UB Bulls basketball team will be 2-0 and after the weekend and the UB Bulls football team will go four and oh and damn near punch that ticket to detroit it's punched. it's the year the bulls are gonna make a statement oh time to get out of here guys let's go bulls <laughs>